This podcast is brought to you by CATV, building community in the Upper Valley through media. I'm so delighted to welcome Susan Apel. Now, Susan has been commenting on and sharing the arts with the Upper Valley through her blog, Artful, for quite some time now. And we're going to talk about that, but she's an amazing writer. And if you haven't checked out her blog yet, highly recommend it. Artful. We'll talk more about that. But just a little bit about Susan and things you might not know. She shuttered a lifelong career as a law professor to continue an interest since kindergarten in writing. Her freelance business, The Next Word, includes literary and feature writing. Her work has appeared in a variety of magazines and publications, including Art New England, The Woven Tale Press, The Arts Fuse, and Persimmon Tree. She connects with her neighbors through Artful, as we mentioned, her blog about the arts and culture in the Upper Valley. She is in love with the written word. There's so much to talk about with you, Susan. Welcome to Spark. Thank you. Very nice to be here. So grateful. So we were just talking a little bit before the show how you are the original spark for the Upper Valley in terms of your blog, Artful. I just wonder if you could talk a little bit about what inspired you to start sharing your observations of the arts and culture here in the Upper Valley. Yeah. Um, So I've been doing it in one form or another for about five years, maybe a little bit longer. Um, And I I guess the answer is because I live here and I am a really proud member of the Upper Valley. I've been here now for almost 40 years Um, and I'm in love with the Upper Valley. And part of it is because there is so much art here, performing arts and visual arts and robust libraries and all sorts of things. And there were, I guess I had like sort of two things in mind. One was that um, as much as all of this art exists, when I would have conversations with my colleagues at the law school or, you know, at other places where I would be, I found that a lot of times people didn't know about things. And I was shocked. I mean, I was like, what do you mean you don't know about Northern Stage? And so that was one thing. So I thought, you know, people, uh, it would be great for people to know more about what opportunities are available in their community. And then the second thing was that I realized in having conversations with people that some people knew about the things, but what they knew was not really accurate. So, for example, there were people that thought Northern Stage just did Shakespeare and they weren't interested. And I would be like, no. Um, So maybe they do Shakespeare some of the time, which you might actually even like if you went. Um, But, you know, they do all kinds of other things or people who uh, thought that um, art galleries would not be welcoming of them unless they were buying high priced art. And so I just thought there was a lot of like lack of information and then also some misinformation. And I thought um, and I love doing this, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm amusing myself in some respects as well. Uh, and so I just thought this would be hopefully a good vehicle for getting out there and uh, talking with people about this stuff. So how have you found, I mean, two questions come to my mind just from, from that little bit. And thank you for that, for getting the word out. I mean, obviously that does a great service for the arts community and the patrons in our community. Um, but does it also help you to process what you've been observing? How, how, does, it, how does the writing impact your uh, experience with the arts? It is my whole way, yes. So, like, what does it do for me? 
it gives me an opportunity to process my own experiences, which is wonderful. And it also gives me an opportunity to write, which I just love to do. Um, and so, um, you know, you think about things differently if you have to think about them for a while. Mm -hmm. So when I go to a theater production or a gallery or something, any kind of event, um, I come home and think about it. And I know that I'm coming home to think about it because I have to write something about it. Uh, and in the doing that, I sort of live with it for a while. And that's, uh, that's enjoyable for me. Yeah. How, how did, so the, one of the things that I, I really admire about what you're doing is you're not serving as a critic, you're serving as an advocate, which, and even when you, when you comment on, on, um, on someone's work, it really is from such a place of love mm -hmm. I, that it, it's really wonderful. Um, I'm just wondering about that difference between being kind of a, an observer yeah. versus a yeah. critic. Yeah, it's hugely different. You know what? I, I don't believe that I am someone who uh, is qualified to be a critic. I, my background in art is very, you know, spotty and mostly self-educated. Um, I'm trained as a lawyer and a law professor. Uh, so this is, an, I don't think people should be, you know, looking to me to give an artistic critique of anything. Um, I, the, another different, big difference from being a critic, and sometimes people do ask me this, they say, do you like everything you go to? Because you always seem to be so excited about the things you see. And I say, well, no. Um, but usually if I don't like something, I don't write about it. Because why would I? Mm -hmm. You know, my my job is not to sort of as if I were working for The New York Times and I would have to go out and see three plays a week, four plays a week and then sort of write truthfully about all of them. I'm really looking to share really fun and good experiences with people. And so uh, I, I don't really need to spend my time seeing something and saying, meh, you know or yeah. terrible. Um, so I think I, and I also think I'm an observer and a commentator. Sometimes I use the word commentator um, in a way that I think is closer to the average person who goes to see this. So I don't walk in and talk about uh, an exhibition at Ava as though I have a PhD in art because I don't. Uh, and I want people to know that you don't need to have that. You don't need to have an extensive background in art to go and appreciate art or, you know, to be a theater critic in order to have something to say about it. Yeah, that's brilliant. And I'll, so when it comes to that conversation between you, you know, wanting to disseminate information out to the our neighbors and friends here in the Upper Valley, um, how have you been getting your blog out into the world? How are you, how are you doing that? And how is that conversation going? Well, it's really going extremely well. You know, I started with a little blog that I just put up. Uh, that was probably about seven years ago. And I just wrote little stuff for myself. Mm -hmm. And I probably had 25 followers. Um, and then um, I did a couple of other things. Um, and then I got asked if I would write for the Daily UV. And that was where this really took off. And I did that for about four, four years. And then, um, unfortunately, the Daily UV folded. Right. And, and so the question became, what was I going to do? And I didn't really know if I wanted to continue because I would have to do it in a self-generated way. Um, and I decided I would do it. 
And so I moved my blog to Substack. And I just hoped, you know, I hoped that um, my followers from the Daily UV would find me again. I mean, I sent things out to people and so on. Um, And that was about a year ago. And I had, I mean, just if numbers tell some story, I had about 400 followers with the Daily UV. And I now have about a thousand. So... Yeah, which I, you know, (laughs) you know, some people have blogs with millions of followers, but I mean, for me, I think that's a substantial number of people. And I also, um, you know, I post references to the blog in um, social media and so on. And so I usually get about maybe it differs depending on the subject always, but I get about 2,500 readers of each post which again, I consider to be a fairly good number of people for a rural, a rural area like this. Absolutely. And you know, when you're so specific to a region, especially. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's great. And have you noticed in that conversation that you're getting a lot of feedback feedback from people like uh, people come in and say oh I totally disagree with you or no I'm I'm with you or um you know once again okay you know if you are on if you are out in the media in any way shape or form I'm sure you will know this uh there are some there are some people out there (laughs) who are mean um for no apparent reason I mean one time um I had like one of the worst things I ever heard from people was I, I, I once wrote a thing about um, restaurant week here in the upper Valley. Uh, and I had people click to look at the menus of the various restaurants. And this man wrote me a savage thing saying, why do you make people click? Can't you, can't you post the menu? <laughs> and I remember composing this thing, writing back to him to say, well, because then the post is going to be like, three feet long and you know what I didn't respond because I thought this isn't really looking for a response but that that I shouldn't even have gone there because the truth is most people um respond and respond very positively and you know sometimes somebody you just like hit somebody's little pet thing um I did a little piece uh last week on David Hockney in Paris which when I wrote it I thought "Mm, I don't know it's like not really directly related I don't know how many people like David Hockney. Well, it turns out a lot of people do. Yeah. And they were like, wow, that was a really cool little piece. So, you know, people people usually respond pretty positively or, you know, I don't hear from them. And you, you've got such divergent. I mean, some of your blog posts are, I remember there was one about Bernie's mittens, you know, then there was another <laughs> one about an orchestra. Like you're, you're all over the place in terms yeah. of how you're identifying culture in the upper valley. Yeah. So I kind of want to backstep and just ask you the question, what does culture mean to you? What does that word mean to you? Yeah. You know, I look at it really, really broadly. And I, and I think, um, I I thought about this a little bit and I, I think it's, um, you know, all of those things that distinguish and define a group of people. And in this case, sort of people in this geographic area. Mm. And I think it includes a lot of things. I think it includes, um, you know, the arts uh, writ large, a lot of different kinds of arts. Um, I, I, I do restaurants sometimes because when I'm out researching these things, I get hungry. And I think, you know, if you're out doing things in the community, restaurants are um, pretty important. And, uh, you know, I think it includes language and I think it includes these sort of informal ways that people interact with one another. And, and I also thought, 
um, commerce is a big part of culture too. And I know that sometimes people don't look at it that way, but I do. I, I think, you know, sometimes I will cover a new store has opened mm-hmm. in uh, downtown Hanover, which I think, you know, people need to hear about. Um, and so, um, you know, the whole interesting thing here about people wanting to support local businesses and buying local and, you know, the debate about big box stores versus ma and pa sorts of places. I mean, that to me is also part of the culture here. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. I've been, I've been thinking a lot about this myself and asking people about culture and what's come up as well is this idea that, you know, culture is also what makes yogurt and what goes in Petri dishes. And this idea of like, what is good for our guts? <laughs> what's yeah. good for what's good yeah. for our society? And, uh, and I just love that you've got this big mix. Uh, and I, I think that's what we're hoping to do here with Spark as well is, is identify all of the different things that make the unique, make up the unique uh, culture of the upper Valley, you know? Yeah. Um, so can I, can you share a moment um, or a story about, you know, one moment that a piece of art really struck um, you or something that you really resonated with? You know, there's just a million of them. Yeah. Um, there really is just a million of them. Um, uh, like everybody. I mean, I think, you know, I can look at a lot of things and think they're nice. And then there are some things that I look at and I'm just, my favorite word is gobsmacked. Um, and, you know, some of them are, uh, the Sagrada Familia in Barcelona is the most amazing piece of architecture I have ever seen. And it's not, it's been in progress for hundreds of years. And it, and, and I just hope it's done before I die because I really, you know, want to see it. So, you know, there's, there's that, I mean, and, and, um, one of my favorite paintings is in Paris. It's Olympia by Edward Manet. So there are all of those sort of, you know, more famous things, but, um, Gosh, you know, a couple months ago, I, I did a piece on um, Charles Platt at the Ava Gallery, and I, I, I couldn't say enough. I had to edit myself in that piece because I just couldn't say enough about what an amazing thing that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wrote a little note to uh, a local artist, Helen Schulman, who many people know. Um, she has a piece hanging in DHMC, mm-hmm. and I walked in in a, uh, a rather, having a rather troubled moment myself. And I looked up at this painting and I thought, I think that's a Helen Schulman. And I walked over and it was, and uh, it was, I, I sat in a waiting room with it for a long time. And I wrote her a little note to say how much better it made my time there. So uh, there's like, a, there's just a lot of, you know, a lot of those experiences. Oh, we, we, you just have to write a note to the art director over at DHMC. She'd be so thrilled to hear you say that, you know. I know the art director and I will tell her. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I think that's such a, when you find art in unexpected places and how that can impact your life and your day um, is really an exciting thing to, to think about. And DHMC has now, I believe, eight art galleries. I mean, so, so it's a fabulous, it's a fabulous resource. Yeah. And they're, yeah. well, and we're going to do a little bit on this at some point, but they also use actors and training doctors and in training yes. native care, you know, they're really yeah. bringing arts and arts education yes. in the hospital. So it's, it's incredible. Um, 
so what, what is your, as somebody who has been such a rich observer of the cultural life in the Upper Valley, what is your, your big dream or your big hope for the Upper Valley, uh, the, the arts organizations and institutions here in the Upper Valley? What would you love to see happen? Yeah, I'd love to see a couple of things happen. Um, you know, clearly I would love them to thrive financially because, um, you know, I've, I've watched long enough to see, um, see places wax and wane, um, and particularly in this past year. Uh, so I, I'd really love to see that. I'd love to, you know, not just see them exist at the end of this pandemic, but to really be thriving. Um, so I really would love, I would love that. Um, and I also, um, I know there have been attempts and, and um, various, from various sources to try to um, integrate artists, to have artists talk with one another and to have arts of different kinds talk to one another and collaborate on some things. And when I hear the stories of that happening, it seems like they're very serendipitous rather than being supported by some kind of infrastructure. And I speak of this, by the way, as an observer, not as an artist. For all I know, artists have no interest. Um, but just, I think when I talk to artists, what I hear is a lot of people are making fabulous art and they're doing it alone. They're doing it by themselves. And, um, you know, there. I think there would be great opportunities for people uh, if somehow there could be some kind of in infrastructure to support um, some sharing. Excellent. So collaborations and how we all raise yeah. each other up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, so what do you think? I, I have a feeling I know what your answer is going to be for this. And, and when I say, what do you think is the most fun part of your job? And when I say job, I mean your, your role as an observer, as a blogger. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I, I also have to admit that this is um, an opportunity for me to be nosy and to, to talk to people and to indulge my sense of curiosity. So one of the things that I found out is that if you're writing a blog, it gives you an entree into ask, to talking to people and asking them all sorts of questions as opposed to, you know, you're just somebody <laughs> who is nosy. Um, that's not much of an intro. You know, I have found people are very, very interested. It's another thing I would say. I would love to see more coverage of the arts because um, I, you know, I talked to a lot of artists who were really, really eager to get the word out about themselves and their colleagues. Um, and, uh, you know, there's not a lot being written about it. So, um so anyway, I, you know, I feel like a lot of people are very, very, uh, mostly very respond very positively to my nosiness um, and my curiosity because, you know, they want their, they want their story told too. Uh, and um, it gives me, so the fun part for me is to say, I'm going to Northern Stage and interviewing the director of, you know, the next piece or, um, I'm going, I'm going to set up a, a, you know, a Zoom call with Charles Platt's daughter or, you know, um, whoever. And I, God, I get to learn all sorts of things and have access to things that I would not otherwise. So that's the fun part for me. 
I'm, I'm so with you. I was saying to Peggy, like today has just been a joy because I just get to talk to people that I really, I really like, and I'm really interested in. <laughs> exactly. And, and you have like, you have a sort of reason for doing it. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Um, so this now goes to your, you as an artist, as a writer, mm-hmm. um, what do you think is one thing that the Upper Valley, you know, member people who are watching this could bring into their lives in terms of, of writing, you know, what could they do? What's one, one thing they could do um, to bring that form of art into their lives? Well, you know, a lot of people read, which is sort of the first step of writing, I think. Um, I've been reading since I was a really tiny little girl, and I think that really nurtured my love of writing. So I think there's that. Um, I've had classes with wonderful people who are writing um, for all kinds of reasons, you know, people who are writing to leave some kind of story for grandchildren or, you know, people who like me, had a different career and now have time on their hands and are trying to write a short story just for the hell of it. I think one of the things is um, two things. I think writing writing well is really hard. And I think a lot of times people feel like, you know, oh, it's going to take a lot of time. And I think that that's actually right. But I also think, you know, you don't have, you can write for a lot of reasons. You don't have to write the great American novel. You can write for yourself. Um, And maybe it's just you keep a journal. Um, You know, a journal is kind of like a blog to yourself. Um, Maybe you, maybe you can do that. Um, And I watched people blossom. It was really nice to watch some people blossom as writers at the Daily UV, for example, Mm. who never thought they were going to, you know, do that. And then ended up, and this is true of me, ended up really enjoying this kind of relationship with writers and readers. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of ways to go if it, you know, if it interests you. Awesome. Well, Susan, you are amazing. I can't wait to have you back on. Thank you so much. I'm very honored to be here. Well, thank you for taking time with us today. And uh, yeah, and thank you for everything, like I said, that you're doing for the arts and culture community here in the Upper Valley and, and bringing some light and illumination to people who might not know everything that's going on here, because there's a lot. <laughs> there is an enormous amount. There's too much for me to write about. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a problem. You know, people will say, can you write about this? Can you write about that? And I say, I have three places to be that night. Right. And that's a really good problem to have. Yeah. Yeah, that's everything. A few more more bloggers like you to do that. (laughs) Thank you for your time. Welcome. See you soon. Okay, and and best of luck with this. Thank you. And you have been watching CATV's Spark, the Upper Valley's Arts and Culture Program. Thank you for listening to CATV Podcasts. If you found this episode interesting and would like to find more Upper Valley content at CATV, please visit our website at catv8.org. That is C-A-T-V, the number eight, dot org. You can find all of our podcasts under the listen section on our homepage.